You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. All right, everybody. What's up, Impact? You guys enjoy singing some songs with the band? Man, I'm stepping on Oreos over here, which is a shame because that's my favorite dessert. All right, cool. Well, hey, if you don't know who I am, I'm Austin. I'm the worship pastor here at the Summit. I handle all all the music and stuff like that. Um, And so I get to speak to you guys tonight. I know we've been talking a lot about uh, community and the people around us, you know, why it's important to have a, a good group of people around you, how we were made for that community, how community makes us stronger. And then tonight... I want to talk about really finding uh, the community. How, how do we find those people and how do we welcome people in to the community that maybe we already have around us too? So from kind of both of those sides. And I know that maybe uh, you guys have been in a situation like this before <clears throat> where you're the, the new guy or girl that shows up somewhere and you don't know anybody and that feels incredibly awkward. So how, how many people in here are going, uh, or, or just went into middle school or into high school, right? Either one, middle school or high school. So y'all, y'all know what I'm, what I'm about to talk about here, where uh, going into a brand new school, man, that's kind of scary. Um, you know, and, and don't, don't be the one that admits that it's scary, because I I, I'll, I'll be that one, but y'all, y'all stay cool. I know none of y'all are scared about doing anything like that. But look, I remember... When I changed schools, when I was growing up, I, I was actually 15. I had gone to the same school basically uh, my whole life. And then we moved to a new city. And I had to go to a brand new school. I had no idea um, who anybody was at that school. And also on top of that, I, I don't know uh, if anybody here goes to like maybe a private school, a Christian school, or your home school or anything like that. But I did not go to public school. So on top of this, I was going to a public school for the first time as well. And I'm going to take you guys uh, down a a trip on Memory Lane for a second and show you a picture of 15-year-old me. Hey, Now look, I don't want y'all to miss this. These are dragons on my shirt. All right. And what you don't know is this yellow shirt underneath because my, my parents wouldn't, wouldn't uh, I was very sheltered. I couldn't wear, like, Abercrombie and Fitch. So this, th- and that was cool back then. I don't even know if that's cool now. But this was the Christian version that said a breadcrumb and fish. <laughs> so, like, you want to talk about cool. <laughs> I was not cool. <laughs> this was not cool, right? Now, I thought I, I, thought I was, you know, because in, in, in my Christian school or whatever, um, you know, I had lots of friends. But I had never experienced what it was like to go to a new, a new school, uh, especially a public school. So to show you how much it changed me, this, this next picture is me after public school. <laughs> so, still not any cooler, but my hair is longer, right? Sesame Street. That's my little brother, by the way. Uh, not just a random kid. I pulled it in the picture, I promise. So look, here, here's what it was like for me. Uh, y'all go ahead and take that down. I don't... I don't want anybody to see that for a team or something. <clears throat> Here's what it was like for me going to, a, going to a brand new school. 
Um, see, I, I had been, um, this may be hard to believe, I was a smart kid in my class, so I, uh, hey, woo, for the smart kids, right? Um, wow. <laughs> I didn't expect an applause for the smart kids, but yeah, we'll go, we'll go with that. So, but now here, here was the thing. I don't know if, if anybody, like, if your favorite subject is math, um, if we have anybody here who loves math. So, in my school, in my school, we actually could not use calculators. Um, this sounds super weird, but they wanted us to learn how to kind of work everything out without a calculator. Well, when I went to public school, they had been using calculators for a long time. And so I was going in in my, in my junior year of high school, never having used one of these like graphing calculators or done anything with an X and Y axis, if they even teach that stuff anymore. But I had never done any of that. So look, I went into, I went into school, and I had always been the, the smart kid with my, with my dragon shirt, so I was smart and cool. And I go into this group of people not knowing anybody, and then I remember sitting in class and feeling like such an outsider because I didn't understand what the teacher was saying. I didn't know anybody around me. And I felt uh, stupid, honestly. I was scared. I was stupid. And then also because I had gone to a, a Christian school and I was a little bit more sheltered, I mean, like, I don't know if I had ever even heard somebody my age say a cuss word, right? And I know none of y'all say cuss words out here. But listen, it, look, everybody's whispering because you know the one in your group that says cuss words every now and then. It's they, they're, you, we'll, we'll ask for forgiveness later. So listen, listen up. So I was nervous. I was scared. I was, I was feeling culture shock because I had never been around uh, people my age that kind of acted this way. And I felt like such an outsider. I was totally lost. And, and maybe you guys don't have um, as crazy of a story uh, of being like a, a new kid at a school or moving to a new city and feeling like an outsider or something like that. But I know you guys have had similar uh, experiences somewhere. You may, maybe it's like, you know, a friend invites you over and you show up and there's, a, a, you know, some other kids there that you have no idea who they are and you feel like an outsider. Maybe for those of you who uh, have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, it's that weird feeling of like meeting their family for the first time and you're, you're a total outsider. Um, and maybe, maybe some of you tonight are experiencing that too because you're here for the first time as well. And maybe you came with a friend, maybe you didn't, maybe you don't know anybody either. And so you're feeling that awkward, like, I am the new person here, I'm, I'm kind of an outsider. And I want to talk about why that feels so, so weird. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a bad thing, it's, it's just a new thing that you're experiencing. And, and it, fi- it feels weird because there's, there's two parts of this. There's a group of people that have had a good thing going for a while. So I'll, I'll talk about this like from my perspective in, in going to a new school. So I showed up, and, and all of these kids that were in my classes, they had grown up together. They had formed friendships. They had a good thing going, right, already. And then here comes somebody new who's going to interrupt or kind of mess up 
this good thing that they've had going. So that, that's, that's where the anxiety comes when you kind of have a group of people where somebody new is coming in. You're like, hey, we've got a good thing here, and we don't want anybody to mess that up. And see, then there's also clearly the new person coming in who's terrified, who doesn't know anybody, who's just trying to fit in and move forward. And it's awkward for both sides, right? And, and, and a similar thing happened uh, in the Bible. And I'm just going to tell you guys, um, give you guys a little, a little piece of this. I'm not going to read a long story or anything. But basically at, at, at one point, um, you read that God had uh, a certain group of people that he picked and he called his own. And these, these were the Jewish people, right? And so the Jewish people had received all of these promises from God. They were his chosen people. And there was this other group. Basically, if you weren't a Jew, you were what they called a Gentile, right? So basically anybody in this room, myself, if, if you're not 100% Jewish, you would be in this Gentile group um, that I'm talking about as well. So the Jews had this good thing going on. They were a close-knit group. They had all these promises from God. They were God's chosen people. <clears throat> and then Jesus came along and shook things up a little bit. Because there's a very popular verse in the Bible that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his son um, for our sins. And what's special about that is because at that point in time, there's this group of people, um, the Jews, who are like, man, God loves us. Well, God said, you know what? I, I, I want to include the Gentiles in this too. I want everyone to be able to experience my love. And so Jesus comes and he dies for everybody. And the word starts to get out that, man, okay, this God thing is now open for everybody to experience and not just the Jews. And so the Jews were like, hey, we got a good thing going on. I, we're kind of freaked out about these new people coming in to our group, right? And so they decide to have a, a meeting about this and say, okay, what do we do now that this is opened up to everybody and we have some new people coming into this group? And in Acts 15, this is what they decided <clears throat> at this meeting. They said, and so my judgment is, this is somebody from the meeting kind of speaking up, saying, so my judgment is that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. And so what this means is the Jews were like, hey, we're, we're a tight-knit group. we got something awesome going on. Here's these outsiders trying to come in and be a part of what we've got going on. What do we do? And their leader stepped up and said, here's what we do. If God's love is for everybody, then we don't need to make it difficult for these people to be a part of our group. And so this is my same advice to everybody here tonight is when somebody is trying to maybe join in on your group of friends or maybe join in to the small group that you guys experience here at Impact or, or something good that you have going on, don't make it hard on them to join in. And here's the thing, if you're the new person too, like don't make it hard on everybody to accept you either. And here's, here's an example of what I mean by that. So you have somebody like me going to a new school, or maybe you've experienced this, the most terrifying time for me going to a brand new school was lunchtime. Now, I love food, don't get me wrong, but 
I hate the feeling of having your tray of food and then trying to decide where am I going to sit when I don't know anybody, right? And so you experience two different things, right? You experience people making it hard on you where you kind of start walking up to a table, a couple of people look over their shoulder, there's a space right here, and they scoot in to take up the space so you can't sit there. And then there's the other group that will make it easier on you where they say, hey, you know, hey, come, come sit over here. Maybe they notice that you're wandering around, you don't know where to sit. Hey, come sit over here. So that's, that's kind of the good and the bad side of the group of people that people are, are, are trying to join. Now, here's the other part of that is if you are the person showing up to the school for the first time, if you are the person trying to maybe find a group of friends or community to surround yourself with, you can make it easy on yourself and you can make it hard on yourself too. You can keep a good attitude and you can say, you know, hey, okay, well, if I can't sit here, let me go try to find a spot to sit over here. You can tap somebody on the shoulder and you can say, hey, do you mind? Do you mind if I sit here? Do you mind if I hang with you guys for a bit? Or you can get a bad attitude and you can say, you know what? I can't find anywhere to sit. This food sucks. This school sucks. I hate it. I don't want to be here. And that puts yourself in a pretty difficult place to actually make some friends if that's what you're trying to do. But here's the thing. If you are a group of people and you're scooting in so somebody can't sit with you, that's, that's the wrong thing to do. If you're trying to find a group of people around you and you have a bad attitude about it, and you're like, man, I don't like these people anyways, that's the wrong way to think about it as well. And so I want to talk through, okay, what's the right way to approach this kind of situation? Whether you're a group of people and somebody's wanting to be a part of what you've got going on, like maybe here at Impact, maybe you're a small group or maybe a group of friends that you have at school, or if you're the new person trying to find that group of friends, here are some things that I just want you guys to think about over the next few minutes that is going to help you find that group of community or it's going to help you be that welcoming group of community as well. And the first thing that I want you to understand is different does not equal danger, okay? Different does not equal danger. Stranger might equal danger, but different, different doesn't. And look, here's what I mean by that is like, especially in a school or, or somewhere, you know, like impact, you've got a lot of people who show up, maybe they dress different. Um, I, I know there are some people in here that don't like pizza. That's exactly the reaction I was hoping for. And if that's you, shame on you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's different. Look, it's different. It's a different way of thinking, but that, that doesn't mean it, it's, it's bad, okay? If somebody looks different, maybe they dress different, it's not a bad thing, especially if they're trying to, to make an effort to maybe join your group of friends, speak up in your small group here at Impact, come to church for the first time even. It, it's not bad that they're different. And here's, here's why it feels kind of weird is just because um, it's not different. It's just new. It's brand new. Like, remember the time, maybe you don't remember the time, I don't know, that you rode a bike for the first time, or maybe you were trying to learn to, to swim. Is there anybody in here that can't swim? 
Anybody in here that can't swim? Don't raise your hand. It's a trick question. Don't do it. Somebody's going to dunk you in the pool. Don't do it. <laughs> so look, riding a bike for the first time, trying to learn to swim, right? It, it, it is not easy, all right? The first time you try it, it's not easy at all. And you can huff and puff and you can say, man, I'm never going to do this again. Like, I never want to try this again. This was difficult. It didn't feel good, right? I skinned my knee. I almost drowned. I'm never doing this again. That can be your attitude. Or if it's important to you and it's something that you set your mind on and it's something that you want to accomplish, I'm going to learn to ride this bike. I'm going to learn to swim. This is important to me. You work at it. You work at it until it does feel okay right? Until there isn't the anxiety attached to it. And we have to do the same thing with people, right? Because we've learned in the previous weeks here uh, at Impact, right? We've learned how important it is to have the right people around us. We've learned that we were created to be around people and to be around each other. We've learned that we are stronger together. We're better together, right? That means people are important. And look, people aren't always easy. Sometimes a new kid is going to try to come in to your group of friends or your small group at impact or something like that, and they're, they might not even be easy to get along with. But you know what? It's our job It's our responsibility, especially if you believe in Jesus and you say you follow him, to welcome that person in and help it feel easier and easier every single time you're around that person. Also, if you're the person trying to join in, look, I don't know anybody. That feeling is terrible, but have a good attitude about it. Get to know somebody. Just because this is a different place, a different church, a different school, doesn't mean it's bad It's just brand new, and that's something that you can work on. So look, the next thing that I want to talk, that I just want to encourage you guys with is uh, this phrase right here. It's just one invitation can stop isolation. And look, this is why this is so important. You know, loneliness is actually one of the main causes of depression. And I don't know if if anybody in here, there probably are middle schoolers and high schoolers that uh, or, you know, have or is currently struggling with anxiety or depression. But loneliness is one of the leading causes of depression, and depression is one of the top causes of suicide. And look, that's a big deal. And here's the reason why it's a big deal. It's because one invitation, one moment where you see somebody who's alone and you walk up and you talk to them, One time that new kid in the class or in the cafeteria can't find somewhere to sit, and you say, hey, will you come sit over here with me? You know what that does? That stops isolation. That feeling of being alone is crippling to some people. And to know that all it takes is a conversation, a hey, what's up? Hey, why don't you come sit over here? Like that's all it takes to end that for somebody means that we should be doing this every single chance that we get, especially if we're followers of Jesus. And especially, like, in a setting here tonight somewhere like Impact, because, look, if you follow Jesus 
And you're here because of that, to maybe go deeper in your faith, to learn more about Jesus, to sing some awesome worship songs with the band. Look, if that's important to you, you talk about it, right? If you love a certain sports team, or you saw a great movie, or you have a favorite band, you talk about those things. And because they mean something to you, when you meet people, you say, hey, have you, hey, have you checked out this band before? Or, hey, do you like baseball? Do you like football? Right? Like, this is important to me. And so when I meet somebody and I bring it up in a conversation, I talk about what's important to me. But I also, I also toss it out sometimes for somebody to say, hey, maybe you want to go watch this game. Maybe, maybe you want to go see this band play. Right? I extend the invitation to try to get somebody to come along with me to something that's important to me in my life. And we've got to do the same thing here, all right? So now, look, I'm not just talking about school or kind of outside. I want to talk about what happens just in here at Impact for just a minute, too. Because, look, if Jesus, if you are a follower of him, if this is important, you know what we should be doing? We should be inviting our friends to Impact. Like, I'm telling you, I did not grow up with something like this. Y'all saw the dragon shirt, right? Like, I didn't have cool stuff like this to be a part of, right? With, with an awesome band and amazing speakers, other than me, right? These environments, like a church like this, I didn't have anything like this to be a part of. And I will never take for granted the fact that we have something like this now together. And so I want to encourage you guys with this one specific thing. There's two parts of it, right? Here's what I want to leave you with tonight. Two things. If you don't remember anything else, just focus on this, right? Invite and accept. Invite and accept. Invite and accept. These are the two things that I want you to focus on, and here's Here's what these things do. Remember, one invitation can stop isolation for somebody, but it doesn't stop there. Hey, this is important to me. I love impact. Jesus is important to me. I want to invite my friends to experience what I'm experiencing here, right? That's the invitation part. But then we have to go one step further, right? And we have to help them feel welcome when they're here, right? We have to be welcoming to people when they come in. And look, if you see somebody too who maybe hasn't, like maybe you didn't invite them, you still don't know them, but you see them standing alone or by themselves, what I want to challenge you to do is to go up and talk to them, especially tonight. Like, hey, have you been coming to Impact for a long time? I don't know your name yet. Hey, my name's Austin what's your name? Have those types of conversations to help somebody feel accepted and to feel comfortable. Encourage them in your small groups to like, to like speak up, right? Like, you know, when you're having a conversation in your small group and somebody, you know, asks a question, there's all, there, a lot of times there's some kids that are real comfortable with talking and they'll talk the whole night if you let them, right? And then there's some students that are maybe a little bit more quiet, and I think what you can do to help that person feel welcome and accepted sometimes is say, hey, well, what do, you, what do you think? Hey, what about you? What have you experienced in your life? I want to know about you. I want to learn about you. That's the second part of making people feel accepted, right? And that is our responsibility, especially 
if you follow Jesus, is to invite people to things like tonight because it's important to you and make them feel as accepted as they can possibly feel. So look, the band's going to come out. They're going to sing a song um, in just a second. And, and, and here's, here's what I want you to do when they play. So everybody listen up. Everybody listen up to this piece right here. As the band is singing this song, I want you to reflect on who is the one person that you've seen here tonight? Who is the one person that's at your school? Who is one person that you can think of that maybe you've noticed they're, they're kind of alone, they're kind of, you know, standing off to themselves, they don't have any friends? What is important to you that you can invite them to be a part of? And how can you help them feel accepted when they come? That's, that's the one thing. Who is that person? How can I invite them? How can I help them feel accepted? So look, you guys go ahead and stand up. Everybody stand up. I'm going to pray for us. And then the band's going to sing this song. And I want you guys to reflect on this tonight. So everybody quiet down. We're going to pray and then we're going to sing. We're going to pray and then we're going to sing. Here we go. Jesus, thank you so much for setting the best example for us. God, you gave everything to make us feel accepted into your family. And so, God, tonight, I just want to ask you specifically to put in our hearts and in our minds that one person that we can reach out to, that we can invite to be a part of something that's important in our lives, especially like Impact, and that we can help them feel accepted as possible when they get here. God, thank you for who you are and what you're doing, especially in the lives of everybody here. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.